G'day and welcome to Sauropod. I'm Glenn Paul. When describing Australian science on the world stage, the line, we punch above our weight, is often used. And certainly when you look at what we contribute in relation to our population, we are doing very well. Nonetheless, we remain at the lower end of the top 10 research countries. Of course, in some specific areas of scientific research, we truly are world leaders. Yet overall, the United States, Canada and many of the Western European countries outperform us. So the question now is, what can we do to help Australian science increase its national research output? As part of its current strategy, CSIRO intends to develop global precincts, where talent pools of researchers from universities, state and federal government and industry operate across organisational boundaries to resolve complex challenges. Joining me in the studio to discuss this approach is CSIRO's Dr David Ireland. Thanks very much for coming in, David. Thanks, Glenn. So from what's been described, it sounds like a science Shangri-La. But how realistic is this to bring groups together then expect them to openly share their collective knowledge? Yeah, look, that's a great question, Glenn. Precincts like this have been done around the world. Cambridge Science Park, Boston's Biomedical Science Precincts, and even to some extent Silicon Valley and the ICT that they produce. What we're trying to do with precincts is just develop these at a micro scale. Why is CSIRO pushing for this? Aren't we big enough and smart enough on our own? The challenges that we're facing are incredibly complex. Think of food security or climate change, biosecurity. These challenges span all organisational disciplinary boundaries and no single organisation or individual can solve them on their own. So precincts are about bringing people together, building spaces and the environments that allow them to collaborate and share ideas and resources so that they can start to tackle these really complex challenges. And are international groups welcome or is this strictly Australia only? Absolutely, international groups are welcome. The key to these precincts working well is having multinational corporations and industry involved to help take Australian science and Australian technologies to the global market. You touched on Silicon Valley earlier on and it is the one that springs to mind when you think of these sort of precincts. How will this concept compare to the likes of Silicon Valley? To be honest, I don't think we could ever hope to replicate Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is an anomaly worldwide, but we can take lessons from Silicon Valley. One of the reasons why Silicon Valley works is that you've got a high concentration of engineers and venture capitalists and skilled managers and technicians and scientists there. The precincts is taking that approach and bringing those people together at a much more collaborative process than even exists in Silicon Valley. So while we may not be able to have the scale of Silicon Valley, we can certainly learn from them and try to build the environment that allows people to collaborate like they might in Silicon Valley. And I think it's been pretty well established over the years that if you do bring a group of like-minded people together, you can expect the ideas to flow. Yeah, researcher David Bank, a statistician from Duke University a few years ago, wrote a paper titled The Problem of Excess Genius. And the problem is that geniuses don't happen randomly across space and time. And a couple of examples of that is that, you know, look at Athens between 440 and 380 BC, and you had the likes of Socrates and Plato and Aristophanes and Xenophon and Herodotus or between 1450 and 1490 AD in Florence, and you had Leonardo da Vinci and Donatello and Botticelli and many others. Or even in the late 1580s and 90s, you had Shakespeare, Marlowe, Milton and Bacon and many others. And 
the reason why there were these clusters of geniuses was that they operated in a system and an environment and a culture that not only allowed their innate creative abilities to shine, but encouraged and rewarded them to be so. And that's what our precincts are trying to do. They're trying to build that culture that encourages people and rewards people to collaborate and has the systems and processes that facilitates it. And how will intellectual property be managed with so many different groups working together? Look, that's always a challenging question. Intellectual property will have to be dealt with on a project-by-project basis, but this is a challenge that can be overcome. It's about understanding the project and the intellectual property that's being developed and dealing with that appropriately. So organisations will continue to do what they're doing. They will run their own projects, but by standing shoulder to shoulder with researchers from different organisations allows the opportunity for people just to start to collaborate together and to start helping each other solve the challenges. So if I were a scientist working on a challenge, so I had a new biofuel I wanted some input on, would I just put out a general call amongst the precinct? You could. You could do that. Often in precincts, as in Cambridge Science Park, just by being there, you know other people in the building have got particular expertise and you would seek them out. So it'd almost be like a tea room kind of collaboration. absolutely, absolutely. The idea is to start to break down some of those social barriers that usually hinder us from working together and that just to allow collaboration to happen much more organically and naturally. And what about commercialisation? Who would decide how big a piece of the pie each contributor would get? Again, that it'd have to be done on a project-by-project basis. CSRO has the mentality that the decision as to who commercialises the IP is really who's best placed to do that, and that doesn't always have to be us. And I would imagine that that would be the same thing within the precinct. It would be based on you know typical things like who's doing the funding and who's got the best opportunity to take that product or service and deliver it into the market. Rightio. So where will these global precincts be located and who'll be invited to cohabit? Look, everyone's invited to cohabit. Anyone who's got an interest from the innovation system who wants to contribute to these are very welcome to come and talk to us and our partners about being part of these precincts. So where they are, in Melbourne, we've identified the opportunity for two precincts. In Clayton, it's in manufacturing and material sciences. In Parkville, it's in human life sciences. In Canberra, it'll be in natural and environmental sciences. Perth is building on the incredible resources boom in Western Australia, and so it will be in resources and Brisbane in eco-sciences. And I understand that CSIRO has had some success with this sort of thing, albeit on a smaller scale, in the past. Yeah, so in 2003 we co-located with the University of Queensland and since then our co-publication rate with the University of Queensland has tripled. In 2009 we co-located with James Cook University and since then our co-publication rate has more than doubled. Although these aren't precincts, these don't necessarily have the cultural changes that we'll be hoping to get out of the global precincts. Simply co-locating researchers delivers significant benefits to publication output. So if I'm a CEO of a pharmaceutical company and think the idea has merit, how do I get involved? On the csro.au webpage, if you search for precincts, it'll take you to the precinct homepage and on there you will find who are the precinct leads for each precinct and they would be the best people for you to contact.
What about cost and getting involved? Would they have to then establish a building rent space or have a building built specifically? Look, we're open to all models. Whether you come and rent space, whether you build a building on the site or whether you just collaborate with people who are in the precinct, it's a very flexible design. The idea is just to provide the facilities and the infrastructure and the systems and processes that allow people to collaborate, whether that's on a physical basis or whether that's a virtual collaboration. Okay. So where to from here and when are we likely to see these precincts start to spring up? Uh, We're already starting to see it. There's a new building in Clayton, New Horizons, that's really a centrepiece of the Manufacturing Material Sciences precinct. And we're already seeing other activities around the precincts in Perth. They've recently received some funding to help drive that precinct over there. University of Western Australia staff are co-locating onto the site to start that collaboration at a much higher level. But the precinct program is something that will play out over you know, the next 5, 10, 20 years. It's attempting to fundamentally change the nature of the innovation system, move it from where it is now, which is focused on competition domestically, to focused on collaboration domestically so that we can be much more internationally competitive. So what's your message then to any group, scientific or otherwise, who might be listening to this podcast? If you're interested in collaborating, if you're interested in working on some of the big complex challenges and you want to work in cross-disciplinary teams, then you know precincts are one way for you to do that. If you are interested and you want to be involved, contact CSRO, contact the precinct leads or even contact me at david.island at csro.au and get involved. Well, two heads are better than one, so if we can get a whole precinct together... The sky's the limit. Thank you very much for discussing the concept with us today, David. Thanks, Glenn. Dr. David Ireland. And to find out more about the Global Precincts or to follow us on other social media, just visit www.csiro.au.